Talk Radio 77 WABC. Sit in friends in the morning. 77 WABC. Paperback writer. Nicely done, Lewis. Paperback writer. You have a writer in studio right now. He's a great writer. So many years, of course, writing in the New York Daily News. He wrote a book a couple years ago, which I loved. I was on in Florida when he wrote this book. He joined me down there. It was called Brady versus Manning. But his new book is a story of victory, tragedy, and life after football. Once a giant, uh, like no other championship story, is what Eli Manning says. Looking at the pictures, I definitely see Banks and Taylor. 25, is that Mark Collins? It is. And then 50... I think it's Gary Reason. Gary Reason. The number's cut off, but it kind of looks like him. Yeah, it's not It's not Carson. So it's Reasons, Banks, Taylor, and Collins. Isn't that Collins. a great picture? I love that picture. Great picture. Carl Banks loves it because he's the only one in the picture without his helmet on. That's true. You can see his face. <laughs> that, of course, is the voice of the great Gary Myers. You've talked about this book before. Now, did it come out in, in heart? Why, why, what is happening today? Okay. Actually, nothing happening today otherwise, other than I just want your listeners to be aware of it for the holidays. It came out September 12th. It's been doing great. It's killing it. Not quite like you're killing it in the ratings, Sid, but <laughs> Thank you. it's doing really well. It's, it's, it's doing as well, if not better, than my Brady Manning book that you mentioned that was a Times bestseller. That was a great book. So I'm, I'm really happy about how this book is doing. Well, I think especially now. I mean, I'm a lifelong football giant fan. Uh, I just had a very honest conversation with you off the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't allow giant losses to, uh, you know, uh, project my mood for the day. I've kind of grown out of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I watch every game, you know, and I've watched uh, Tyrod Taylor and Tommy DeVito and, and Danny Jones and all these guys and Eli for years getting nothing done. And for me, I continue to harken back. And I like those Eli teams. He won two Super Bowls. But my favorite giant team ever, far and away, not even the 2000 team that beat Buffalo with Hostetler was the 86 Giants. And that's what this book concentrates on. Yeah, I mean, I think if you talk to anybody who's lived through the four Giants Super Bowl championship teams, Sid, they feel exactly the same way you do. They do? The 86 team is their team. It broke a 30-year drought on the Giants not winning a championship. And just look at it. Parcells, Belichick, Sims, Taylor, Carson, Banks, Bavaro, some of the biggest names in team history. But I didn't want to do this as a, as a recount of the 86 season because those books were done after they won the championship. So this is about how are these guys doing now? How are they dealing with the challenges of life after football, you know, both mental health issues, physical issues, financial issues, and there, there are a lot. I mean, I'll tell people there are a lot of sad stories in here about some of your favorite guys. Oh boy! But I balance it off by writing about how this team really became a brotherhood in '84, '85. You know, these are the pre-free agency days where teams stuck together. So by '86, these guys knew each other. They felt that was going to be their year, and the things that they did to to have fun with each other, the yeah. practical jokes that yeah. they pulled on each other, really helped them become a brotherhood. Well, well, and said one of the things. 37 years later, that brotherhood and that still bond, exists. It still, and they help each other. But I'll tell you what's funny about that, and you're going to agree with this, yeah, because you're a great sports guy. Let me keep it in the same year. Okay. Same city. Mm-hmm. Another team won a championship. Right. Bunch of pranksters, bunch of crazy bastards. If yeah. you think LT did a lot of coke, that team did plenty of coke, too. 
I'm talking about the Mets. Of course. Yeah. Very similar in that. Now, a lot of those guys didn't get along because they, you know, Keith didn't like what this guy was doing or Gary didn't like. But a lot of those guys did get along and are best friends to this day. Very, the era, I think, lent to that in both of those local teams. Well, And you know what? Those teams used to hang out with each other in the city. Um, you know, McConkie was just telling me stories about, you know, he used to see – Hang out, and he got to know Keith Hernandez really yeah, well, yeah. and they became really good friends. Is that his kid, lad, who plays at Georgia? No, no. Okay. His daughter actually is in the Naval Academy, which is where, That's where he went. Where he went. Yeah. And he didn't uh, – I mean, he's really proud of her. He didn't think that was going to be the path that she would take, but he's really proud that, you know, she's toughing it out and yeah. going through that. Yeah. Uh, he was such a great giant waving the towel. Lives in San yeah. Diego now. Yeah, and, that's right. And, uh, yeah, very, very, very nice guy. He's been one of the success stories. He has that And Phil Sims, well. obviously, has a, has a great television career for decades. Carl Banks has done really well for himself Banks, with his clothing right. line. Even LT. I mean, I speak to Lawrence all the time. In fact, Lawrence was on this show, what, about three weeks ago? Before the Seattle game, he called in. He landed that Monday before the Seahawks Monday night game. He right, called in. Right, And he's getting thirty, forty thousand to play golf every weekend. He's doing great. It's amazing. I interviewed him for the book about a year and a half ago. We actually, Sid, we actually met after Joe Namath's golf tournament in Palm Beach Gardens, you know, your old stomping grounds around yeah, there. Yeah. And um, he looked healthier and he seemed happier than at any point that I had seen him since he retired. Sure. And, you know, I said, what do you what do you do with yourself? And I, I know he plays. His biggest decision every day is whether to play 36 or 54. That's right? it. Oh, right. And where exactly to play. He usually plays on Alton Road in Miami, but he may go to Parkland. He may go to Bo Lauderdale. That's that's his biggest decision. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and he's making money just being Lawrence Taylor. And, yeah. and good for him. We haven't seen his name in the news for the wrong reasons for about five years. Yeah, he's getting old. And I, I've been, yeah, well, <laughs> We all are. I, I've known him since he's 22 years old in 1981. Yeah. I, I don't know him as well as you do, but I know him fairly well, and I'm just happy for him because those who got to know him know he's a good guy. Saved my life. Who just saved my screwed, life. Did he? He actually saved my life. I, I was on a, a horrible drug bend. It was 2004. I was uh, at my height of success with Imus hosting the midday show with mm-hmm. Joe Meningo doing the Giants. Ended up going to Cleveland State University to host a, a, a night of UFC fighting. Made a lot of cash. John Cerullo got me the job. And um, ended up going to the flats afterwards, the basement. Ended up uh, holed up in a Cleveland hotel for three days. Missed two flights. Drugs, drinking, all of it. And went to the 14th floor of my hotel room. I tell this story many times. Went to over to my pocket to get my the last of the drugs I had left before I was going to kill myself. I just happened to take out my keychain, which had my daughter, Ava, at the time she was one. She's now 19. Her face was on the keychain. And I swore she said to me, Daddy, don't do it. So I didn't. Uh-huh. And I came home, and um, FAN gave me a 30-day respite. You may remember. I was off the air. I do remember And they that. gave me my job back when I was done. But I needed rehab close to home. And I called a place in Jersey. And... Um, and I, I forgot the name of it was in Jersey. It's called the Sunrise House. Yes, Lawrence, that's where Lawrence was at been at. Correct. Right. And they were out of beds. And they said, Sid, we love you. You know who you are. We can't help you. And I said, I'm going to die today. And I called my agent, Mark Lefselter, at the time. And he said, call Lawrence. He went there. I said, Mark, I'm not calling Lawrence Taylor. I didn't know him at that point. He said, Sid, call him. And I called him. And LT said, you're the craziest white person I know. First thing he said to me. And secondly, stand by your phone. Three hours later, I was in that bed, and I remained relatively sober ever since. That's an, um, I mean, obviously, I didn't never heard you tell that story. That's tremendous. I'll, I'll tell you this. 
I met with Lawrence in his house in January of 99, right before the Hall of Fame vote. And maybe two or three weeks prior to that, he'd just gotten out of the Sunrise House. Mm. And that was the last time he went to rehab. Yeah. Because he has sworn to me and his teammates back him up that once he got out of there, he's never done drugs again. Now, we do know that he's gotten into his share of trouble since then, but not drug-related. No drugs. No drugs. You I know, mean, he'll have a scotch or two. Or right. Three. And, <laughs> you know, the, the story with the underage, you know, prostitute well, in Rockland County. Well, well, whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no reason to he rehash she, that. He thought she, was tw- she looked 23. Right. Whatever. Well, whatever. Yeah. Um, why he would have been doing that in the first place, well, that's his own right, business. Right, right, but right. I, I do feel, you know, based on what he's told me and what his teammates who have stayed close to him have told me, that he's really gotten things straightened out. Yes. I, I only hope, listen, you want to believe these guys, and you know, Sid. He's, it is true. It's day-to-day yeah. when people have an addiction, Yeah, and I'm rooting for him because I think he's a good guy. He is a good guy, and uh, the best defensive football player ever. He's right up there with Jim Brown and Tom Brady. He's yeah. the best player ever, Jerry Rice. You, know, you put the, um, four, the three guys you just mentioned and put in Joe Montana, and Montana. you can pick any one of those four and say they're the best player ever. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to go to Brady because of the seven championships, right. but you're right. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. Uh, Gary Myers, the book is a story of victory, tragedy, and life after football. Once a giant, this is a must-get. What a great Hanukkah gift. Hanukkah starts Friday. Friday and Christmas, of course, coming up in less than three weeks. We've got about three minutes. He did mention Bill Belichick, and he was Parcells' defensive coordinator all those uh, those two Super Bowls in 86 and 90. Mm-hmm. Went on, of course, to coach the Jets for one day. Left, went to New England. We know the rest is history. But, my God, this is one of the worst teams I've ever seen. They lost 6 yeah. nothing to the Chargers on Sunday. And uh, the rumor is that Mike Vrabel's going to replace Bill, and he's out. What are you hearing? Well, I mean, Vrabel is, is certainly a possibility because of his roots in uh... – In New England, uh, I'm not sure about that, but I think it's fairly certain that Bill is done in New England. I think it's going to be a mutual decision between he and Kraft. Kraft signed him to a new contract over the summer, which means he's going to trade him. He's just not firing Belichick and losing him for nothing. When he had a trade to get him, if you remember, remember he traded Parcells to the Jets. 
That's how it's done now with coaches under contract. They just don't leave for nothing. And now, okay, where is he going to go? Two logical spots. The Chargers. Char- the Chargers, yeah. which everybody seems to be saying. They need a coaching change, something horrible. You wonder how much this year in New England has hurt Belichick in terms of a co- another owner wanting to bring him in. But they have an established quarterback there. So I think that would be a great spot for him. The other one, and this is my dark horse candidate, how many years are the Cowboys going to lose in the divisional round with Mike McCarthy? Love this. And Belichick and Jerry Jones are good friends. Yes. And Jerry's over 80 now. He, need, he needs one more Super Bowl to make his life complete. Um, and they get it this year, though. See, the reason I don't think it's going to happen, they have to win the division. Right. Otherwise, they've got to go the long road with three road playoff games, meaning they'll likely have to win in San Francisco and Philadelphia. That won't happen, you're right. I don't think they can but do that. But they're only one game behind the Eagles Right, now. they can catch the Eagles now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right now they would lose a tiebreaker because the conference record would go down to that. But I think that's the dark horse for Belichick. Dallas. It's a ready-made situation. Yeah. It's just whether Jerry's well. That would be great. But then you'd have Parcells and uh, Belichick with history. And one Dallas. of the things I want to mention to you, Parcells loved working for Jerry Jones. Yeah. People don't think they think he left because of Jerry Jones. That's not the He reason. left because of Quincy. Well, actually, he left because Romo dropped the snap. <laughs> he did on, uh, on the extra yeah, point. Yeah, Quincy was Against Seattle. Gone. You're That's right, right. Right. That's okay. right. And Quincy wound up going to the Jets. Hey, Sid, before you kick me out of here, no, I just no, want to say one thing. Well, but before you get out of here, uh, I want to bring up something else. Yeah, go ahead. Go about ahead. 60 seconds. And tell you how proud I am of you. Oh. I already know you're a great football writer. I know this book is great. I know you're, you're one of the more respected and, and best football writers ever. I know that. But I have to tell you, I was on your Facebook page the day in Washington, D.C., Yes. When 300,000 people rallied on behalf of Israel and the Jews, and I think you were there with your daughter. My wife. Your wife. She'll be very happy if you think it looked like my daughter. No, she looked young. <laughs> yes, she looks young. God bless her. And I was very, very proud of you. So thank you for that. Well, my my, my synagogue, uh, Betar in Mount Kisco, <clears throat> had some buses going down. And uh, my wife is, is much more – I mean, I'll give her all the credit for that trip. She's the one that really wanted to go. I didn't want her to go by herself. I also wanted to go because I thought it would be just a tremendous experience. And I, I'm proud to say that um, I never felt more Jewish in my life that day in, at the mall. And the, the pro-Israel feelings were just overwhelming. The speeches were amazing. Listening to some of the families of, of the victims and the hostages, not knowing if they're, fam- they're going to get their family back. I mean, you get chills. I get chills just thinking about it. I, I certainly was, you know, emotional listening to it. And go, that was one of the best decisions I made in a long time was, was going there. Is that what you wanted to end with or you wanted to say something else? You no, all I was going to say, yeah. it, it kind of pales in comparison to that. But I was just going to say my book, people have com- – I know you're a baseball fan. People have compared it to Boys of Summer. Oh. And that to me is one of the best sports, sports yes. books ever. So to get that comparison is – it's very satisfying and gratifying, but um, I'm, gl- I'm really, in all sincerity, I'm really glad you brought up that trip to Washington that we took. It was We left at like 6 o'clock in the morning. The bus pulled up back at the synagogue at 1230 in the morning. It was a very long day, but worth every minute. I know. I'm so proud of you. In fact, uh, me and Gabe saw you at a Met game uh, this summer, too. So That's right. We That's you right. all the time. Yeah. Uh, the book, once again, is a story of victory, tragedy, and life after football. Once a giant by a great man and a great writer, my friend Gary Myers. Gary, thank you. Sir, thanks so much, and, and happy Hanukkah to you. Happy you holidays. Too.
and happy Hanukkah to all your listeners. Thank you. That's a great Gary Myers. He'll be back before uh, the football playoffs. I guarantee you that.